Right, well, welcome to the latest episode of uh, Bromley Buzz. We've actually returned to uh, a garden setting for this one, but not all of it. Uh, it's actually also going to involve a spot of a theatre, but I'll come on to that, uh, because I need to introduce ourselves. Uh, and uh, I'm going to introduce my co-host first, because she's lovely and she deserves it. Come Aww, on. that's so sweet of you, Dazzle. I'm Zeenat Narani, a wellbeing and mental health coach from Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Yeah, and I'm Darren Wheel from Intune PR, and we're both Bromley residents who happen to love where we live, and it is such a pleasure to be able to share things about this mm. bounteous and beautiful borough with some great people in it uh, who... Bouncing many Bromley. Of, yes. Many, many of whom could use... Oh, no, not, not a new strap line called that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to the um, beginning of the show, uh, as I said just now, I alluded to the word theatre, uh, and... We'll come on to our respective Bromley buzzes in a moment. And I had one this morning, which I suspect is going to get mentioned by um, not just me later on. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the theatre, the theatre was mm. the thing for the day for me. We visited Bromley Little Theatre, uh, a as it describes itself, an amateur uh, theatre production it's cute place. And little. It's both cute and it's little, and the not so little Keith and the not so little Alice were kind enough to be interviewed in there to tell us a lot about the theatre, the good work it does in the community, the interaction with schools. Uh, it really was a lovely interview, and uh, I can't wait to actually introduce that I think we could have spoken later. to them for hours and hours on end. Well, we're going to have them back anyway, mm. uh, although we discovered that uh, actor Alice doesn't actually want to listen back, which isn't like listening to her own voice, which is an irony in a professional performer. It is, but actually I don't listen to my own voice on the radio once I've recorded them that's it I don't like listening back so and it's very much so no but you've, you've conquered that thing because obviously you're <laughs> a skilled mindset person you've dealt with your own mindset I have but you know sometimes I don't know it's just one of those things it must be a uh, performance well I fear. have I have a a little insert from a professional performer uh, here uh, if you could call um, men of the cloth that uh, the Reverend Andy Coyne uh, from the Temple United Reformed Church in St Mary Cray has okay. contributed a thought for the day. Mm. Uh, so if the BBC Radio 4 lawyers would like to get after us for ripping them off, um, I do apologise in advance <laughs> very humbly. Uh, uh, Sarah, uh, we have a, a guest with us, uh, Sarah Marsh-Collins uh, of Babel Monkey Digital Marketing. Do you think the big hunt shows at uh, the BBC will be after us? Absolutely, because this podcast is just so worth being after. Okay, well, that, that's actually a nice thing. Yes, I please like listen that. in the BBC. Um, <laughs> and in fact, we had, after us. Yeah, we, we had a nice tweet from someone, BBC Woods, earlier on. Anyway, back to the Reverend Andy Coyne. Sorry, Andy, I'm not neglecting you here. Right, his thought for the day goes as follows. I tried sorting a wrong order on Amazon Chat today. After the initial hassle of trying to find a contact number, I bet that took hours, I managed to use the chat the box and the problem was sorted easily. <laughs> Learning to do something we have never done can take longer than we think. Talking to God can appear just as complex. However, when using his number, he gives us a promise and you can read it for yourself in Jeremiah 33, 3. And Andy says the text is as follows. Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you wonderful and marvellous things that you know nothing about. Well, 
I can I can certainly say there's an awful lot of Bible to find uh, wonderful and marvellous things in, quite apart from uh, Jeremiah 33.3. And there are wonderful and marvellous things to hear about at the Bromley Little Theatre later as well. Mm. But what, what marvels have we beheld this week? This is the section of the show that we call our, our Bromley Buzz, what's made us buzz. And uh, I'll start with Z and then move oh, on to Sarah. Throw me into it. Why don't we dive in straight into Sarah? Oh... You guys. Let's mix it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's made me buzz this week? So I'm actually working on uh, a really complex, uh, well, I say it's really complex. So my, uh, I have my clients, mad scientists as I call them, uh, a couple of really wonderful um, companies that are doing a lot of really good stuff with research and development. It's all very technical. And um, I've been organising them through uh, videos, which has been uh, really an eye-opener and a new um, experience for me which has been fantastic um, and I suppose the other kind of buzz is watching Absailers off Paragon Heights which mm. I think is pretty cool I think we need to yeah. make Bromley look a bit more like um, Canary Wharf and having Absailers all over Paragon Heights yeah Wharf. because it's nicer yeah. we have green spaces here and everything so um, yeah I think Absolutely. you know well, go Bromley <laughs> and uh, actually, the abseilers were put on by um, Mr. Jason Morell of um, Jade Window Cleaning Services. And I, I mention him because he's a faithful listener. <laughs> he is. Uh, so name dropping is fine, uh, Jason. Uh, there and you I go. do want to abseil, so I want that opportunity. Yeah, for the record, I really don't. I do. I don't. I do. I, I ever. Was, I was ever, in, ever. I was involved in... <laughs> I was involved in the promotion of uh, a charity abseiling event years ago mm. uh, up in Vauxhall. And... I was so happy, even though I had to go on the roof to interview somebody, not to be one of the abseilers. I tell you, picking your way over a roof where all those pipes are and things, and you can see the sheer drop from the that's side. That's bad enough. Yeah, that, that's Just enough for imagine me. Imagine the adrenaline rush. I mean, it's... No, it's honestly... No. We've got a lot of sound effects coming out. Of the yeah, it's the first today. one of those on this show. We had a first bit of swearing last week, and now we've we got did, that. We did, yes. Uh, honestly, God, if you tried to make me going... abseil, you'd get the swearing, absolutely. <laughs> right, okay, see, you, you've um, prevaricated Sarah into it just now, now it's your turn. What's okay, made you buzz it's this my week? turn. My buzz this week um, was... Oh, my goodness. What was it? It was your show, I thought. Oh, um, yes, that it would was be a my good show. One. Absolutely. Today. It was today, wasn't it? <laughs> Mindset forgets. Mind oh, no, sorry. Mindset, Mindset matters. matters. <laughs> Mindset matters. Hmm. <laughs> okay. No, it was absolutely, uh, first off, uh, today, my Mindset Matters uh, radio show, having you, Darren, mm. and Sarah, on the show today. Um, two amazing people that are so close and dear to me. It was just incredible. It was nice to be able to chill and chitter-chatter and talk about things. It just gave me a real buzz, just being in the same room. It was really good fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, we're not serious people as well, and there was a lot of giggles and laughters. And I really enjoyed the part with your eyelashes. <laughs> Sorry, you're talking <laughs> really... to me here now. <laughs> Sarah. Oh, we're so going to have to try wish. the <laughs> Yes, that distracted me. Me... Obviously, I know all about eyelashes. It's yeah, been and my I really don't. Career. And um, that distracted me. Anyway, we're not, we're not going to buzz off the topic here. 
Right, no, no. Another mention for Tangent was. Office Resources, who's clearly sponsoring the show because we keep going off at tangents. Uh, yes, we were. And, and we talked about him all the time on the radio did. show. I mean, yeah, Chandra Sharma, hello. <laughs> exactly. And there it is again. Hello, Tangent. And bye. <laughs> free, free. No, that's Piyush. Oh, that's Piyush. <laughs> right, anyway, coming, coming away. And my away. cakes. I didn't get my cake till the end of the show. That's because I was hogging them. Yeah. Anyway, back to you. What was your buzz? Uh, my, buzz, my buzz, actually, one of them anyway, is the buzz about the buzz itself, um, because it is getting noticed, it is getting a, attention from people. Um, I came back from the Mindset Matters channel radio broadcast in Ashford, only to find that the chief executive of Bromley Council has said something very nice about the Bromley buzz. You know, that he, <laughs> I don't know if he used the word loves, but it was near enough. Mm. Well done, that man. Likewise, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah really um, we now are going to have a, a future guest uh, in the not too distant future. A deputy mayor wants to come on. Fantastic. Yeah, so it's brilliant being taken seriously in that way by people such as that. Uh, in and such a short time. Mm. Yeah, uh, and it's only going to grow, I think. And it really shows that people that there is an appetite for promoting Bromley because it is such a wonderful place to be. Yeah, uh, it's been left alone for too long. Uh, the, the newspapers have Two, been going four, down and six, so on. Eight, who do we appreciate? Bromley! <laughs> I think we had a request for more singing on your show this morning, and now we've done it here as well. Why don't you build me up? There you go, build me up, Buttercup Bromley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, there's another one. <laughs> right, do you want to throw in another buzz, Sarah? It's your turn. Oh, gosh, more buzzes. Yeah. Um, I'm actually... Uh, spaniels. My spaniels make me buzz. Does that does that work? Yes, you've got two rather different spaniels. Haven't one of them? I'm not so familiar with the breed of either. Ah, uh, so I have a Brittany. That works. Yes. Brittany, Brittany spaniel. Brittany, and not Brittany Spears. Come on, name drop your spaniels. <laughs> okay, so we have Barney Boo the Brittany spaniel and Ellie Belly the English Springer spaniel, <laughs> right. and they're both a little bit crazy because they are spaniels. Uh, and um, and they are amazing. They make me smile every single day. And Ellie has this cute little tail. And as she runs along, it wiggles, and she is literally powered by wiggle. And <laughs> that, that's a buzz in and of itself. Yeah, it uh, and uh, in, back to the um, pro-Bromley theme as well. Uh, your dogs have uh, endorsed um, the park at Down, because they've been around there and enjoyed it. They really love and it. And unlike when we were in Bexley, sorry Bexley, but this is very disappointing. We went to a park in Bexley recently, and they didn't have the ice cream van in their park. No. Oh, Down no. did. Go Bromley. Yes, go Bromley, absolutely. Mind you, the last time we were in Bexley, it did have an ice cream van. Mm. Uh, Zenat nearly lost her fingers as a result. <laughs> 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 quick, quick, another buzzy. <laughs> no, Ellie Belly and Barney Pooh are so cute. Yes, you're very entertaining. They do relieve a sense of calmness in a bit of franticness, if that makes sense. Mm. They're frantic but it's calm kind of watching them. Exactly. It makes you calm because it, it's funny watching them. They're it just is. amusing. But I don't think it's so funny when you have to go, Barney, <laughs> get up! <laughs> when he's just doing his roly-poly. Yeah. Uh, and poo. Yeah, yeah. He had four attempts at that uh, last weekend while Dazzle and I mm. were out Quite walking. Quite a buzz. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely not a Barney buzz moment for sure. Yeah. Well, he thought it was a buzz moment, but, yeah. Mm -mm. Mind you, he missed, which was hilarious and more of a buzz for me. You know, this week I popped into another local place, which we're going to have uh, Sam from there on the show sometime soon. 
and that was the Jack Frost Country Store in Biggin Hill. Mm. Uh, and that is a place that supplies um, a lot of pet goods, uh, a lot of agricultural goods. There is an agricultural side to Bromley and the area around Bromley, which is something, again, that isn't talked about, but I think it's about time. And there's a big equine side as well. So down, down, you've got downtown. Down, down. down, down it sounds like a status quo <laughs> song, doesn't it? Yeah. But down at down, down you've down, got High Elm Stables, you've got other stables around Bromley. Deeper around down. Hmm? Deeper and down. Is that a different song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. no you're thinking of downtown, down, where all the lights are bright. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Dazzle. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, will I go to a two-co-presenter show at some point, um, or can I actually cope? I don't know. <laughs> 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 but Jack Cross Country Store, actually, there's a great story to it, which I'm not going to tell now. I can let Sam do that. Um, but uh, they've got an Alsatian dog, by the way. Ooh, like that. Oh, they, they also have a, a number of cats, one of which I think is called Otis, and who greeted me when I was down there as well. As in they Otis used to Redding? Cats. <gasps> well, Ot- Otis Pussy, but uh, no, oh. no, Otis, Otis Redding. <laughs> um, moving on. To um, my buzz now. <laughs> What's your buzz? Can I go to my buzz? Yes, my second buzz. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw it to you, and give, you're going to have to give me another buzz. So my other buzz actually was um, this afternoon when. After the radio show, we went to the um, retail park, the designer outlet, and we ate in, uh, what's it called, Le Compteur, Lebanese I, restaurant? Lebanese. I can never pronounce it, but yeah. Lebanese restaurant. And the young... Um, flirty waiter. Flirty waiter, thank you, okay, flirty waiter. Um, <laughs> happened to be Spanish, and just being able to talk to him, yes, he was very, very flirty and very, very touchy. Very, very uh, Spanish. I'm not sp- Spaniel. Spaniel, <laughs> Spanish. Uh, he was actually from Madrid, uh, where I lived for seven years. But it was just so lovely to be able to speak in Spanish to someone. It's because it's been a while, mm. and it kind of started to flow back again slowly. Yeah, I could tell. Even though I, there was a bit of sort of Span English, where I sounded a little bit English while I was speaking Spanish, I could feel it slowly coming back, where I was feeling more. Authentic, more Spaniola. Yeah, no, it's, I thought you could really tell that you were enjoying it as well. Yeah, I was in my element. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely were. You know, that, that's one of the things, I mean, that was down in the vicinity of Ashford. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at Bromley, one of the things I like about it and always have done is that it is very cosmopolitan, very mm, diverse. It is. You know, before I even did this podcast, I was thinking about doing something similar. And I spoke to the Polish deli. Mm. Uh, which is in near the theatre in the north end of Bromley. And I said to them, uh, if I ever do a show, maybe you can come on and speak some Polish on here. And I think I will go and do that, because mm. the Polish people I've met around Bromley have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just good to reflect on the Polish, the Spanish, and all the people all that enrich our lives mm. uh, and are on our doorstep here. And, you know, I think we have to um, look at where we are situated, actually, because Bromley is in such a good location where you've got amazing transportation straight into London, out of further on the outskirts, uh, buses, trains, you name it, it's there. We're in such a good location for that. Um, yeah, yeah and this really is why are. we get the diversity here. Mm. And it really is, when you walk around Bromley, it never fails to amaze me, because let's face it, I get lost in Bromley quite a lot. Um, It never fails to amaze me the diversity of what is here. So you literally could be walking down one street and you have have Copper Salon, so you have the the Sri Lankan restaurant. Mm. There's a a miso bar a bit further down. Mm. There's, um, in the same street, you have uh, O'Neill's. But you also have, have the cow and pig. So, I mean, it's just, you've got 
and then at the end there's just so much here to mm. see do eat drink i mean pretty much anything that takes your fancy you can do here in bonnet yeah. and then mm. we've got that italian cafe that we went to yes i know oh. that's an unbuzz and another one for me mm. uh, because when i was there i Ooh. discovered that if you have a hot sandwich with gorgonzola in it <laughs> the Don stuff squirts out and gets you on your new top. Uh, I just hope Gorgonzola doesn't stain. It but, smells. But, so that became your own buzz. Yeah. They, they had, one of you, um, no, it was he because you're the one that was with us. You had the best gnocchi you've had in years, mm. you said, oh, from that yes. shop. Yeah. And that was actually, a, a, you can buy it in a, in a packet thing, yeah. that one was. Uh, was there amazing. was some... Uh, sausages, the, uh, Calabrese sausages. Yes. They, they were awesome when I got a them. A little bit home them. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what, how would you describe where that place is for anyone that wants to try and find it? Ravensbourne Road. So where... Oh, good description. <laughs> <laughs> Habitat used to be. <laughs> it's literally there. So from Bromley South, walk up the high street on the left-hand side, take the first left and it's there. Yeah, and for anyone that um, doesn't want to flirt with Spanish waiters, if you want to uh, flirt with <laughs> an Italian woman and her mum, which Ooh, might be a bit more scary, uh, <laughs> uh, there's your place in Bromley. Now, uh, another regular part of the show, of course, is uh, the affirmation. You being the mental health and well-being coach, affirmations are really important to people to, uh, to uh, affirm where they should be in life or ask yourselves questions that can do that sort of thing so what's your affirmation this week Z? so the affirmation is going to be the empowering question this week because as i said um these next couple of months is about questions to get you really reflecting and thinking so what is your legacy so i'm really you know i want people to really think about this one because of everything that we've been through and where we're going uh, so what is your legacy how do you want people to remember you by when you are no longer here? Mm. I think that's a great question. <clears throat> to which I have no answer yet. Well, what are your reasons for this? I have actually given quite a bit of thought to that, but I, I don't have a definitive answer. Mm. Um, I suppose I just want my legacy to... I think I would quite like people to miss me because if they notice I'm not around, it meant that I contributed something positive. Mm. Um, and that's really what I would like to have done I would I like to think that maybe I sometimes make people's days a little brighter more fun better yeah um, and I'm okay with it being a, a little legacy like that I don't have to change the world yeah absolutely legacy doesn't have to be massive it can just be something so simple but really really just what's that word just I don't mm. think there's anything you I don't think you can put a price on being able to make people smile and if you have the opportunity to make people smile on a almost daily basis and you actually achieve that, I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. I love that. Speaking of smiling and laughing, do you know you exercise more muscles in your body laughing and smiling than you do when you go to the gym and exercise? Well, I do both, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then you're on a winner. <laughs> I deadlifted 80 kilos today. I'm feeling super smug about that. That's more that than my body real. weight. That's a, that's a real buzz. Yeah, that is a buzz. Another Actually, five, I should have said that, yeah. Another five kilos and you're lifting me. Wow. Seriously. I'll do that next... Oh, God. Um, Richard, you'll lift Dazzle. Or you'll <laughs> lift I'll, I'll deadlift Dazzle. <laughs> I think we'll try and do it the other way around. I'll try and come down to where your existing lifting weight is. <laughs> right, now we have uh, a what's on at this point. Uh, and I've, I've got a couple of items for that. One of them is... Shortlands Market 
Yes, there's market in Shortlands that uh, does various things, but just Google it and you'll find really? it. Really? In Shortlands? Yeah, and it's on, on the 10th of October, so it's a bit early f- for that, but there's a very early warning for people uh, on the Shortlands one. Oh, it's not a regular market then? Doesn't sound like it, or it'll be, um, what is Every it, the week. 18th or something, okay. which is uh, uh, tomorrow. Mm. I have two now. friends with birthdays on the 10th of October. Take and them to Shortlands Market. And my mum's <laughs> on the 9th of October. <laughs> the other one is, actually it's not a... Uh, a what's on it's a where's on because we've announced that the Bromley Business Hub website uh, a resource for businesses has been made live on last week's show and it has an event section so therefore if you want to find out where things are in in a business context networking and other things uh, that's where you need to go Mm. now that brings me on to the very final thing before we go into um, the in the main interview of today, which was with Keith and Alice from Bromley Little Theatre, and they also provided you with their own very special version between all, four, all three of us, actually, four of us, yes, um, <laughs> of the normal buzz out for the show. And without further ado, it's over to that interview. Uh, and by the way, Z, sorry I didn't let you get enough words in edgeways during the Bromley Little Theatre thing. Next time you can lead it. Okay. I was in my buzz over there. Were you? Oh, you mean in the Little Theatre? or Flex. Shake, 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 shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Anytime you go anywhere near a stage, you get into this kind of thing. You were doing <laughs> ice skating moves on the middle of Bromley Little Theatre stage. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be a stage. He was doing it at Bromley, uh, no, uh, the Priory Live, on the grass in front of the DJs. <laughs> okay, so we have an exhibition in, uh, in our midst. That's lovely. <laughs> anyway. Which is a bit rich coming from you who was belly dancing one time and me who was streaking up the garden. Oh dear. I Did it have to come out dance. on the Bromley buzz? Oh dear me. There was another incident of that. But we shall not go there. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> and back to you. Uh, yes, uh, yes uh, God has already had a mention thanks to uh, the river and Andy <laughs> Coyne. So... Uh, Anyway, without further ado, over to the Bromley Little Theatre, and uh, thank you for listening, everybody. All right, well, this uh, recording is coming from the a back room in the Bromley Little Theatre, uh, where... The ladies' um, makeup room. The ladies' dressing, dressing room. <laughs> yeah, and we're with uh, Keith, who uh, is a, a head honcho here. Uh, if I, it's probably never been described in those terms, but I'm starting. No, no I haven't. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm chairman of the... Board of Trustees, but that's through long service rather than any particular talent. Yeah. So um, modest. Uh, whereas uh, actors, are, actors these days, just actors, uh, are by definition meant to be immodest, and uh, we've got Alice Foster uh, with us, um, who is in the current production and also has a behind-the-scenes role. Yes, I do the publicity and marketing for the theatre, as well as standing up on the stage and performing when I'm allowed to. Well, th- thank you for following <laughs> us on the uh, Bromley Buzz Twitter in that case, uh, indeed uh, as yourself as well. Of course. And uh, just in case Keith didn't warn you, I might ask you to do a little bit of uh, um, a couple of lines from your current production later on you if you should choose. You didn't warn me, but that's okay. That's why, <laughs> You're that's well why prepared. I got to you now. You've got time <laughs> that's to think about fine. that. Yeah, if she can't remember them, we're on a bad, bad place. Don't say that much <laughs> in this one, but it's like... <laughs> I tell you what, if, if it was a mime play, I'd be in real trouble at the moment. <laughs> anyway, the theatre itself, uh, we're local, this is local, this is very close to Bromley North Station. Uh, it's um, uh, a really lovely building, tucked away very slightly, but you can see the Bromley North Theatre sign from the road. 
but I've always felt, because of the quality of the productions I've seen here, and I've seen a few, that it's actually quite a professional theatre, even though it might be more considered by those in it. It's um, a charity, an amateur thing, a youth thing, yeah. a, a community thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we technically fall under the branch of amateur, mm. but I don't think anyone here considers themselves to be amateur. We call ourselves non-professional because we're not paid, but the quality mm. of work we are doing is to such a high standard that you know it could be a fringe production. And certainly when you look at our backstage crews, we have a lot of people that have been working professionally on stages uh, for the BBC and mm -hmm. for your major West End shows for 20 odd years. And so they come with a whole wealth of experience that you don't often get. And therefore, we take a lot of advantage of to help elevate our shows and things like that. And one of the beauties of it as well, it works the other way around. It also is uh, a production line for the stars of the future. Absolutely. We've had a few alumni. Keith, do you remember the alumni? Uh, well, I'm very bad with names. Um, <laughs> uh, Zoe Tapp um, is uh, been on television a lot over mm -hmm. the last few years, and she started out here. In fact, I think I was did the sound on her first production here when she was uh, very young. Did Prunella Scale? Well, people like Prunella Scales yeah, and so on have back in the day. performed here back in the day, but not actually when we were uh, an amateur. Okay. Thing. The, the history of the theatre goes back over 80 years. The actual structure, if you like, of the company has changed. Um, so it's from the early 70s that we've been purely amateur. Before that, there was a slight, there was a bit of money floating around, mm. <laughs> but it's now purely, purely unpaid. Um, and we became a registered charity about 12 years ago. Um, and uh, and then more recently we've opened the doors up by having a public license so that anybody can buy tickets whereas before that it was very closed sort of organization um, and we're we're trying now to actually open out even more and take some of our skills and uh, expertise to other organizations so we're working with um, some local charities uh, particularly with young people. Yeah, Bishop um, Justice, Magpie oh. Dance, Casper, which is a Lovely. children's autism society. Mm. Yeah. So we're really working on work on getting out there to the community because ultimately a community needs art and they need these spaces. And if we don't go out there, there's not a lot out there for them. So we are opening the doors to them. Yeah, and this is at a time when arts are being cut in Absolutely. terms of government funding again. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the creative industry's always been one of the toughest and I think yeah. to... Yeah, and that was the life. tough thing about the pandemic, I think, for a lot of people, was the assumption that we stopped. We never stopped as a theatre. We just pivoted online. So mm. we did online YouTube shorts, and we did a radio play that we got nominated for an award for. Fantastic. And we did play readings and things like that. So just because we couldn't get into the space didn't mean that we didn't exist. We, we made it our mission to be there for people who needed that in a time that was really difficult. You know, art should represent the society, and we pivoted to ensure we could carry on doing that. Well, to tell me then, in terms of both cast and behind-the-scenes people. What's the uh, age range you've got going? <laughs> well, it, it's it's immense. I mean, you've got the youth group in here today, which is why we're in the back room, um, and that runs from about 11 years up to 18. Um, and members of that group, after they've got 
suitably indoctrinated by our artistic director. We're not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, they, they often perform in, in our main house shows. Um, but uh, I have to say the preponderance of our, um, perhaps, perhaps of actors, but certainly of the audience, is somewhat at the other end of the spectrum. Um, but we're trying to, to encourage younger people. I think it's changing because we are getting more young people onto the stage. You know, it's not amateur sort of has the perception of slightly fuddy-duddy and we do plays and shows that mm. are specifically not like that. So we do a lot of stuff that includes people that in their 20s and 30s and that's how we get them in because they bring their friends in and then hopefully they come mm. back. There's a shift and it's happening but it's, it's a slow process mm. and, and it's something we've been working on for a long time. Well, we're in the, the same business here. We are going to be getting school children and uh, people of all <laughs> ages and complexions on the, the show as well. And I love the fact that you're working with uh, a charity to do with autism as well. But it's only in the last few years that you've actually got people in mainline TV shows uh, who are, or appear to be, on that spectrum. Mm. And some of them are really good as well. It's so much talent. So much talent. And... You know, the more we can support that and bring it out, then that will help in the long term, especially with children. You know, get them early, and then you can build those foundations for confidence and public yeah. speaking and working in teams. You learn so much when you're part of a theatre, not just how to perform, but how to be around people. Because ultimately, if you're working with a vast group of ages, it requires different attitudes and a lot of skills. And, you know, not just the actual technical skills, but people skills. And that's one of the really important things about the theatre, we think. Yes, I, I actually sidetracked me and cut this bit out. But I, uh, I remember... Oh, no, we don't do that. I remember, <laughs> I remember when my daughter said she wanted to do a drama at university. And uh, my, uh, my initial reaction, as a most fuddy-duddy parents, is, heaven's sake, <laughs> no, you've got to do something sensible. Proper um, job. And, um, yes. <laughs> I then looked through the prospectuses for all the shows and I thought, actually, these are the people I'd like to employ, not people who've necessarily done the academic courses um, because they've got those life skills which are so absolutely vital. Mm. And it kind of gives you that all-rounder as well. If you actually look at it in depth, it gives you so many aspects absolutely. of different elements that are combined into one, not just, you know, when you go into one specific career, it's just channeled into that. Mm. Here it's a broader range. And, uh, you know, especially now, I think a lot of children, and I've come from the educational background as a primary teacher, and you see that, and it's, it's frustrating because a lot of the times the drama and the art gets cut out, and the productions are once a year, and you might dedicate a week or two weeks just before, and it's not enough, especially for those children that really need it, like children with ADH, autism, even if they haven't got it, they need it. Yeah, we had, everybody's academic. We had, I believe it was Bishop Justice, come in a couple of mm. weeks ago, um, and they'd never sort of been on a stage before, and they were yeah. just running around. We have the rat run, which is where you go up, mm. up on either side of the stage. They're just having a great time, because they didn't know, and it's like, the magic of the theatre is partially the performance, but it's the backstage stuff as well. And yeah. it's, it's the things that people don't know, the little tips and tricks. And, and they really seem to enjoy getting the opportunity to be taken seriously. Yeah. We always take people seriously here and we respect them for their talent every time. And it's great for their mental health and well-being, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 
I think it was in the last episode of the one before. We've just had uh, Emma uh, Radonescu. Yeah, thank you. I'm turning, she's even more Romanian than she actually is. Radicanu. <laughs> okay, so you just won the US Open, and it, it was fascinating to listen to the commentators talking about it. Uh, Virginia Wade, for one, and I think another of the commentators, both said that when they were at school, their teachers said to them not to pursue tennis. Mm. Uh, and so, therefore, having any kind of an outlet that enables you to do the thing you love to do, whether it's within the environment of a school or whether it's in a theatre, an amateur thing that's out there, it's just so important. And that's why when we set up this podcast, which was only a few weeks ago, this was so high on our hit list of places we really wanted to come and be at and talk from. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I mean, see, I'm going to ask you to do a bit of description in a minute, but <laughs> I, <laughs> is, this a, is this actually a dressing room? Yeah, it is. It has the look of a dressing room to yeah. me. Uh, I've We've certainly not I've not seen so much, what's that, VO5 hairspray. We, uh, we're doing a 1940s before. play, so it requires the ladies to have very coiffed hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a hair crimper there as well, Absolutely. big brush. You'll always find things like that in a dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> got a mirror looking, behind you. I'm looking for the lashes at the moment. Chocolate. Um, <laughs> we've got, we usually have wigs, something they been put away clearly the many many hair grips you know and uh, we've obviously redeveloped the space so we've got more dressing rooms downstairs and hopefully we'll be moving over to them and you've got the essential clothes room as well sorry i'm interrupting of course of course i mean everyone needs their costumes and we've got about three costumes each in this play so we're like running backstage like change 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 oh we're fine we're back so the excitement of quick changes absolutely yes. well <laughs> last episode we read we read out or Zena did the description of the play so you did uh, yeah uh, we, we heard and we were like that's not how you t- pronounce Helene Hamm <laughs> 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 well I had no prep he just jumped it in my face <laughs> no 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 it was just we were like because we've been doing it for so long we're like that's not right <laughs> Why don't you say it for us? So now they know in this episode. Absolutely. So it's. Hang on, hang on. We're, 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 we're a broadcast, right? So we should be doing the critiquing here, you not should. the other way you around. You should, but what can I say? I'm reprehensible. Okay. Actually, that's the point. We will be doing theatre But I'd be the same review. if I was doing my yeah. stuff and I know my things. I'd say, oh, that's not how you say it. That's not how you do it. Yeah. I'd be the same. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Alice, can you. Tell us, in your own words, a little bit about the current production. I absolutely can. So, uh, we have 84 Charing Cross Road, and that's going on till Saturday. So, I don't know, I assume we'll have finished by the time this goes out. But, um, it is the real-life story of Helene Hanf, a writer, and Frank Doel, who is a a bookshop keeper of antiquarian books. And it's essentially the story of their letters that they sent each other back and forth for 20 years. And they never met. Um, they only ever communicated through the letters but what it essentially ends up being is a love letter to literature and to the art of letter writing itself and and there's a real friendship that grows from these letters that isn't just between Frank and Helene it also includes the other people who work in the shop so um, a young woman who was a mother and who left and who had a real impact on Helene because they started writing letters individually to each other Um, and it was really interesting because we we googled a lot of the people because they were real people and you can google Cecily Farr, Megan Wells mm. and they come up and they had whole lives and, and this particularly there was a photo we found of the son of Cecily who is mentioned in the play as boy four um, as like a 60 year old man now and it's, it's, it's a really touching sweet little play 
um, perfect autumn tonic. That's what we think. Mm. It feels very autumnal, the idea of books and lettery writing. So well, where did the writing come from? Who wrote this? Uh, oh my goodness, I don't have a script. Hang on, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the right place. Right. Uh, James Roos Evans. I thought, oh, it was based on the book. By yes, her so Helene Hanf actually yeah. wrote the book of her letters, and she wrote that, I believe, in, I don't know, it must have been the 80s or something like that, earlier, something like that. Don't hold me to that. Um, but she published these letters uh, through the entirety of um, the, the lifespan of this relationship, and uh, it was turned into a film by Anthony Hopkins and, oh, who else is it? Annette, something, I can't remember. Um, and then obviously been subsequently churned into a play, uh, and now we are doing it. But it's interesting though, you're the, even though this thing, in a way you could think of it's a bit of a fait accompli, oh look, there's a script, well let's just put a few things together on the stage, get people to learn the lines, that's it. You, you, but you're adding your own twist and your own value on it, it's your own production. really hard, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> this was play that we all walked in and we went, this is gonna be so simple, and then we got about two weeks in and we're like, this is not simple. Because there's so much of, for us, certainly the ones who are playing the shop staff, we've got to be doing stuff constantly, but not so much as to draw attention away. You've got Frank and Helene who are saying these full on like five minute monologues mm. at a time. They've got to learn those lines. Mm. We've got to be doing enough to be subtle and quiet while still showing that there's life in the bookshop. And it's just been so much trickier than I think any of us expect it. It's been a real challenge, a real exciting challenge, but a challenge nonetheless. All right, well, I'd like to put um, someone on the spot in a moment about this, so if you'd like to help yourself to that script. That's not my script, that's the programme. Oh, the programme, oh, dear me. I know, right, okay. the script is floating around backstage. Well, I'd like a, I'd like a feeder line so that you can um, go into some uh, part of the play, oh but um, I'd like to get um, Keith out of his back to scenes um, retirement here <laughs> and possibly give you the feeder line if you want to do, do it that I way. Mean, it's very difficult because they are, that, this was the problem we found, it's very little cue. Uh, you essentially start the letter and it's, Dear Miss Hanf, and that's how all of our, our letters and things... Oh, well, if you had been a real toughie, yeah. I think I might have um, not done that. But yes. I think with that start, Keith might manage that. So when you're ready... <laughs> <laughs> Keith? What am I supposed to say? Dear, dear Miss Hanf? Um, dear Miss Hanf, this is to let you know that your Easter parcel to Marks & Co arrived safely a few days ago, but has not been acknowledged as Frank Duell is away from the office on business for the firm. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I love an RP. <laughs> Sorry, what's an RP? Uh, received pronunciation. Ah, okay, thank you. Well, you know, you can get into jargon. We interviewed Queen's in the gym the other day, and that got very technical as well. No, it's, it's Queen's English. Ah, beautiful. Mm, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, you can carry on with Queen English for the rest of the interview, should you wish. I'm not enjoying that. No, um, I'm too common. <laughs> well, where, where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Crystal Palace, and then I moved to Bromley. Had a few years away in Leicester whilst I was at uni, and then couldn't, couldn't stay away from the place. <laughs> couldn't leave. And <laughs> this obviously serves the borough of Bromley, and involves yeah. people of Bromley. Is the predominance of people who come through the doors here, not the audience so much, but the people who work here, are they Bromleyans, if that's a term? Well, in the broadest sense. In mm. fact, our artistic director and another of the directors come um, down from Deptford, but mm -hmm. uh, they're very committed to, to Bromley 
drama generally. I mean, they, they do stuff at other other mm. um, local theatres as well. Um, but yes, we pull people from all over the borough. Um, a lot of them perhaps start performing for one of the other small groups of amateur uh, actors around the borough, but tend to tend to gravitate to us because we have the better resources the the the, the building mm -hmm. um for all its idiosyncrasies it's the it's the it's the best there is um, for the amateur theater in in bromley um and so yeah we we people gravitate to this to this location and uh, it has to be said people also disperse to other groups um at other times but uh, they come back but yeah well I mean, we we want that spread we don't for too long our theatre was rather introspective and I'm very much trying to push the idea that we're we're a small part very important part but a small part of the artistic scene in Bromley and we're actually liaising with the council with the, the Churchill Theatre with Bromley Arts mm. Trust um, to, to try and build the awareness of what's going on in the in the borough completely, not just about drama, mm. um, uh, entirely out of self-interest, because the more they know about artistic stuff, the more they'll come here. But um, I do believe, and it comes back to this mental health thing, that different people have different ways of d doing it, Absolutely. but it's good for everybody to be involved in, in the arts. And I speak as a uh, as an engineer. You know, I, I wasn't exposed to the arts much at all in my earlier life. Mm. Um, so it's been a quite an eye opener for me. And it's uh, you know, I always, I always say of the place that except when it's driving me mad, it's very good for my sanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Now, for all of us, a lot of us have jobs you know, like proper jobs, mm. and then we come here and it's essentially a form of therapy, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of comfort in knowing you don't have to be yourself for a couple of hours of the week uh, and just get to... You make real good friends, actually, as a result of being here. Um, and that's, that's the really nice social aspect to it that a lot of people forget. It's not just about performance, it's about yeah. the people. It is, yeah. And there's a lot said about that, with, you know, bringing together as a community... Uh, just the, the relaxation, the mental health side of things. Because after all, we are um, by nature social creatures and we do need that communication yeah. and that time out, whether it's with people or without people or expressing yourself on stage with words or singing. So beautifully done as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I would also like to say that uh, one of the assets of bringing people together you have, you have a licensed bar. Cheapest, <laughs> cheapest bar in Bromley. No, no yeah. it is. It really is. People were yeah. like, they come here for the bar. We're like, that's fine. Come for the shows yeah. too. Yeah. And, and as I say, we have a public license, although we only open the bar to the public mm. on performance nights because it. Uh, yeah. Well, we can't have you at all to, hours. You know? Neighbours don't want <laughs> us to be another railway tavern. Just yeah, there's one one of those immediately here. Oh yes, right yeah. next door. <laughs> Lovely well, bar as well. We always end up there. It has been known. It's been there for a while. Yeah, I yeah. think they, well. they went under new management about, mm. I don't know, quite a few years ago. And mm. since then, they've really become sort of our home away from home. Yeah. So if we're not there, we're there. Right, well, we have a uh, What's On 
very mini section in the uh, weekly podcast. And this time I think we can actually have part of it done by somebody involved in it. So um, would you like to tell us about what's coming up at the Bromley Little Yes, Theater? I absolutely can because I do actually have the, the details. The thing I thought was a script, yes. <laughs> the thing you thought was a script. <laughs> yes, so after we finish 84 Charing Cross Road, so that finishes on Saturday, whatever date that may be, I'm going to say the 19th, 18th or 19th? 18th. The 18th. Mm -hmm. So that finishes then. Then we have Living Together, which is uh, Alan Ickbourne, if I'm not much mistaken. Yeah, yes. Uh, and that is going to be playing from the 8th of October, and that's uh, a comedy, part of the Norman Conquest, if anyone knows it. They're a pretty famous uh, trilogy of plays where a man essentially tries to seduce every single member of his family. And mm. it is balmy. Uh, it's real good quality farce and, and, and really, really fun stuff. And we perform that um, in Hever over the summer period. So they've transferred down. Um, mm. And it's the exact same actors and they're all incredible. Uh, and then after that, we have Alice Always, and that will be in November, uh, which is, because I don't know much about this one, a psychological thriller, it tells the story of Frances, a young woman who lives in a mundane life in the publishing industry, who one day stops to help at a fatal roadside accident. What motivates her subsequent distortions about what she has seen? That was done at the bridge um, about a year, two years ago. It was a very new, recent play, so I believe we may be one of the amateur premieres for it. Uh, and then after that, I believe you're already aware of our Christmas show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. But we're not just doing It's a Wonderful Life. We're doing It's a Wonderful Life as a radio show. Amazing. So we're going to be taking mm -hmm. people back to the 1930s. We're going to have our Foley artists. We're going to have people up there doing all of the accents and performing it. So we've got a cast of, I believe it's eight, and they will be doing 40 characters between them. Incredible. Uh, it'll be fast-paced. It'll be glorious Christmas fun. And then after that, we have our 2022 season, which is still slightly in the works. But keep an eye on the website, and Amazing. that'll be updated. Great Sorry, stuff. what's the website? BromleyLittleTheatre.org. That was really uncertain. I'm on it all the time, <laughs> so now I don't know the website. I just type in B, and it comes up. But that's Google. automatic when you're when you're doing. I suppose when you're doing your marketing, exactly. you just pop, pop it in. But yeah. When you've actually got to say like, it, well, I do that with my yeah. mine as well. Yeah. Don't worry. So we have got most of the shows sorted for the first half of 2022. Fantastic. Um, but post-June, I believe there's still a few discussions. Um, that will definitely be updated as soon as it's secured. I think there's a few rights stuff going on in the background. Yes, a lot of them are shows which were going to be in 2020 and we've, we've brought forward. But of course, um, and, and the rights to those were, ex were extended. It mm. was accepted by the publishers and so on that we... Yeah, we had to have the right to bring those forward. But then not all of them are, we're able to get cast for and so on. So we've had to yeah, so substitute. We're, we're going to be running auditions. So if any you know budding actors out there, again, check out the website. We've got auditions taking place in October, in November. I think we've got a few in December. And that will be all for our shows in 2022. Ooh, that's Great. really exciting. Yeah. And, and anybody can audition. Yeah. You don't have to be a member of the theatre to audition. We'll take your subscription the moment you get given a part. But, um, you <laughs> oh, they'll click on it. Believe yeah. me. I'll definitely take some details on that. I can um, announce that on the radio show as well. Brilliant. That'd be Weekly. fantastic. Yeah. Great stuff. Out there. That'd be fantastic. We've got yeah. Shakespeare in Love, which uh, obviously the film that everyone mm. knows. It's going to be a big old romp. And that's got, I believe, oh, 
mad numbers, like 35 people in the company. So we'll definitely be looking for a lot of people for that. Sorry, so you mentioned a radio show you're going to put it on. You might as well remind people which one it is. Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm talking so everybody knows about yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the Mindset Matters. It's um, every Friday, 10.30 to 12. It's all about uh, mental health and well-being, bringing about awareness and stigmas around it and giving people that understanding, knowledge, skills to know that they're not alone and come along and share their stories. And I believe it's on Channel Radio. Channel Radio. And then it goes over to Anchor. It does um, go on to my Anchor podcast, so it can be downloaded from there or listen again. Okay. Right, well, sorry. Uh, the the next uh, question is about what things does the... Uh, and the last question, incidentally, I'll give you an early warning, <laughs> is uh, just to ask you about a couple of your highlights from your respective time here. But before I get on to that, because there's going to be a lot to choose from, I'm <laughs> sure, uh, what does the theatre need? going forward that um, is worth sharing here to anyone who's listening. Uh, we've already touched on a couple. <laughs> <laughs> it was already coming out with money. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a very ambitious development plan for the for the building, um, which we recognise we're not going to be able to do in one hit, um, but it involves <clears throat> literally raising the roof. Mm. Um, where we are sitting now will become a, a a fire escape staircase, which um, is not going to be as steep as the existing staircases, mm. so that will be better. Uh, in a subsequent phase, there'll be a new entrance staircase, new lift, all sorts of things to improve accessibility mm. in its widest sense, um, improve flexibility of usable spaces so that we can do much more with the community. Um, we do, as I say, have these charities coming in at the moment, but yeah they're having to accept just the way we are and we we really want to be something else the um the figure that we need is too big to put on a podcast but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot but a lot of uh, you know a lot of little pieces of money will be very useful if people are willing to donate um it would be great um but the most important thing is to come and see our shows and realize that it's worth supporting into the future. We've been here over 80 years. I would love to think that it'll be here for another 80 years oh, plus. Absolutely. Um, even if I might not live to see it. I'm gonna be here till I die. I'm just, I'm <laughs> gonna be buried under the floor. I can accept it. <laughs> well, before that even happens, uh, if you would like to uh, tell me, Alice, a couple of the things that you particularly enjoyed uh, why you've been with Bromley Little Theatre and then Keith can do the same. This is so hard, but it's really obvious at the same time because it's the people. Mm. Like, I did Pride and Prejudice a number of years ago and I auditioned and I walked out and I went, I haven't got it, I did terribly. Why would, I, why would they hire me? I've got no talent. And then I got the call about two hours later saying, will you do the Lydia Bennett role? And I went, obviously. And then I met the rest of the cast properly and they've become my family. They are honestly, mm. the two girls that played my sisters are my best friends in the world and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it for that experience. They came to see us in everything we do. We're the most supportive little theatre family. So they all came down to see when we did Midsummer. They came to see Photograph 51 when Megan was in it. We all went to see their Shakespeare show when it was down in Seven Oaks. And they are just honestly the most kindest, wonderful, loving people in the world. And I'm so grateful to the theatre for giving me those people. 
Cool. I would love to get a picture of that and put it out on our Instagram as we bring that into life as well. Do you know what? It's a shame that it's on a podcast because right now just seeing the sparkle yeah. and the energy and the glow that comes off you while you were saying that is incredible. In person, I love them. If I was Keith, I wouldn't need a highlight because I've just seen one in front yeah. of me. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you do... Well, unfortunately I've got uh, over 30 years to pick from, which makes it really <laughs> rather difficult. Um, but I think we, my wife and I joined, as I say, about 30 years ago, and um, we offered to do a bit of backstage work, moving props around. But for the first show that we got involved with, I got dumped in the sound box. Um, <laughs> not to play the sound, but to create the sound and record it on reel-to-reel tape recorders and basically I've learned a huge amount about theatre. I knew nothing before I came wow. here um, and it's just been, well it's the, it's the centre of what I do. I spend far too much time here, even if I don't need to I spend time here um, and uh, I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself without it. Yeah, this place know. becomes home very quickly. Sense of being, isn't it? Mm. It's that magic you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Something you haven't mentioned, I've just discovered in this copy of the programme. Oh. Yes, it says, want to advertise in the Bromley Little Theatre oh, programme. Oh, we'd love that. Yeah, it says, <laughs> email us to find out what our commercial advertising packages are. Contact funding at bromleylittletheatre.org. Mm-hmm. So to our business friends who are listening to this, get on with it. Yeah. And we're going to be doing some jingles that we'll be writing for It's a Wonderful Life in the style of the 1930s. So any Ooh. local businesses out there that fancy getting the BLT singing treatment, come yeah. our way. Would you like to record a little something which we can include on the podcast um, nearer the time? Sure, absolutely. That would be absolutely I might cool. get one for my show too. Yeah. The Mindset Matters. Absolutely. I mean... I will have to talk to Pauline, the director, before I rope us all in it. But she won't complain. She won't. She loves me. <laughs> well, I must say, it's been such a pleasure to come here. It, it's reminded me why it was such a priority to come here in the first place. Uh, this means so much to uh, so many people who have been through these doors over those 80 years. And it means so much to you too. So yeah. thank you so much for your time doing this. Azzy, do you want to wrap up with any more? I think you've said it all. It's been you know, an absolute pleasure meeting you and knowing more about the importance of uh, you know, the Bromley Little Theatre because people do need to know about it. Not everybody does. And the opportunities that it brings to young people, but even the people who want to watch the show. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it, it is a, a, a constant sorrow to us that people come ar- around sometimes and say, I've lived in Bromley for 40 years mm. and I never knew you were here. Mm. And you think, how can that be? But then I've lived in Bromley for 15 years before mm. I found We all it, accidentally so, yeah. find this place, yeah. but once you find it... Well, I only found out about this about just a year before the lockdown. Yeah. Mm. Um, which, yeah, so there we go. Well, if anything, this... Uh, recording can do to uh, effectively engage the power of gossip on our behalf. Come to us, we're fun, we're lovely, we have a cheap bar, I promise you have a great time. (laughs) It's not all about the bar though. It's not all about the bar. It's about the amazing actors and actresses and all the people backstage that do an incredible job. It's the friends for life. And it's the friends for life as you said earlier. 
I'm going to use this actually as a close of a show. Okay. Now normally what happens on the close of show is two things. Firstly, I start to say um, who it is that's um, presenting the thing and um, our website addresses, and I get interrupted by Zena almost every time apart from last week. And then we go on to making a buzz sound uh, according to the name of the podcast. Now we're in a theatre, so if you can think of a more theatrical sound than a buzz, be my guest. How to panic an actress in uh, no time at all. Prof, do an act. Does an actress ever sort of get a fear of something or a yes. fright? Yes, that, that, that's the fear. Oh my goodness. Yes, I think the beauty of, of theatre though is that you see you get it all get written down for you and you get to practice it. Um, it's still, I still haven't overcome my fear of talking from my own voice in public but I can stand on the stage and I, I can do that and so it's it's you have set us an impossible task so I think we're going to refuse to do it aren't we? Oh my god! I've got a I've got a better idea. I've thought of the appropriate thing to do, actually, which we can all join in on. Absolutely. What is the thing that you get at the end of every performance? Yeah. It's people clapping and hopefully cheering. cheering. So we're that. going to have a, cr a crack at that. So uh, we welcome that. to the audience, <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for uh, having us at the Bromley Little Theatre. We will be back. Um, yes, you it, will. Yeah. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you in the audience soon. Thank you. Thank and you. on the count of three, one, two, three. Yeah, Z. Yes. You have another buzz. I do. Do you know what? It's amazing because normally I struggle with my buzzes, don't I? Oh, Not I don't really. know so much. They're very few. But it's just been an amazing week. And um, another great buzz for me is uh, Darren has as you know has been supporting me with my PR and my marketing get my name out there and getting my online uh, social media presence and with the whole music festivals that had happened he has got me into the R&R magazine which is for music and singers it's a magazine dedicated to them and I have my ad in there and it's about lost your mojo is music no longer getting you out of bed want to talk to someone who can help you get your mojo back and then it's got all my details on there and I'm on the page 64 by loads of other ads by Winter Wilson Matt Backer Back and Kelnala is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? And the head sticks I mean that is a real buzz to be in this magazine. It's fantastic. It's a nice, big, glossy, shiny magazine. It's it glossy, stops shiny. in Smith's and the High Street and your Martins and McColls and all the rest heavy of it. And it smells amazing. And I get the feeling it's going to get framed. I hope so. It's got a cover mount CD as well, so you can actually listen to a bunch of the artists that are in there. Right, I need to find my CD player. So it's going to be a really popular edition of the magazine too isn't it, it is. well it's got joe bonamassa on the cover he's actually yeah. pretty big in the blues scene so mm -hmm. a lot of people will read it for him no i'm so um i don't know overwhelmed blown and blown away buzzed. to be buzzed, buzzed. Yeah. there we go buzzedly buzzed. blown away buzzedly blown away absolutely to be um have my um ad in there so thank you 
Yeah, you're welcome. But the, the thing is, the, the reason why you're in there above all else mm. is that you care about people and you care about the, the musicians, the people in the music the fraternity. You've explained this at length on your own show uh, repeatedly. You've got the interviews that are going out with the Musicians Primary Live. You did an I- interview with, what was that band called? The Scar Band we saw at uh, Wayfest? The Buster, Buster, oh, Buster, Buster Shuffle. Shuffle. Yeah. Shuffle, sorry. I know. So a headline a band from a festival as well. Um, I really you, want you're to create a heart. buzz in people's life. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, you're doing it with the aid of uh, Bromley Buzz and uh, Long yes. May It Continue. Hmm? 